Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Coach, the Windermere Podcast. And today, what I want to talk about is this whole concept of being paid what you are worth, uh, specifically in the real estate world. And what I can tell you is that um, as the market shifts or the market becomes highly competitive, meaning that it's a seller's market where homes are selling very quickly and we're seeing these great appreciations, we get a lot of people that uh, start to have a mindset to think, well, uh, it's, it's, it's so fast paced, it must be so easy, I can just do it myself, or I can pay less to get it done, because the real estate agent isn't going to have to work as hard, and by my gosh, the agent has paid way too much money anyways, and um, so that comes up, so how do, we, how, do we, how do we negotiate, and how do we display our value? And um, a couple of things that I want to just lay the groundwork for, because this is coming up a lot in our coaching calls where uh, I'm hearing, right, specifically uh, real estate companies, even leaderships are having conversations about commissions. And we're not going to talk about commissions or any price setting or anything like that, because that's not what we do. We don't do anything like that. But I do want to have a conversation around um, instead of talking about, you know, what are we going to do with what we charge? Um, you know, because uh, each agent sets their own their own um, fee, if you will. Um, but we do see people that are are asking for for uh, discounts. Um, instead of having conversations about what do we what do we charge, why don't we have a conversation about what value do we bring to the table? Why don't we have that conversation? Why don't we why don't we shift the mindset to this mindset of abundance and value add than scarcity and discount? And so with that, I want to I share with you some stats. I want to talk about a few things. And then I want to also just lay the groundwork for this. So here's a couple of things to think about, whether you're in the real estate business or you're listening as a potential buyer seller, here's some things to think about. Um, in real estate specifically, uh, it's the biggest purchase that someone typically makes in their lifetime, number one. Here's the other thing to know. Every real estate transaction is unique. Every buyer is unique. Every seller is unique. Every scenario is unique. Every marketplace is unique. Every neighborhood is unique. There is never a real estate transaction that is cookie cutter exactly the same every single time. They're all different. And when they're all different, you've got different dynamics that are happening and you need to have a skilled professional that can navigate those different paths that you're going to go down to have success at the end. Here's the other thing. Guess what? As long as I've been doing this for 26 years, there's always someone willing to do it for less. There has always been and there always will be people that are figuring out ways to discount their services and do it for less. And that's not just in real estate. That's across the board in any market that we serve. 
you know, when you think about that, there's always people willing to do it for less. But here's what I'll tell you. I don't believe that Starbucks stays awake at night worrying about AM PM coffee. You know, can you go buy coffee cheaper at a, at a, at a, um, you know, a stop and go or a, or a, a gas station? Sure you can. Uh, but th is there a niche for that business? Yes. Is there a niche for people who want to buy Starbucks? Yes. Same thing. You know, you think about the high-end retailers uh, like Nordstrom's. Uh, somebody's, you know, do they think that they stay awake at night worrying about the low-end retailers? No, there's a niche for those, those retailers. There's a niche for the high-end. Um, and you're going to have clients that gravitate to those different arenas. And you need to choose who do you want to work with because there's more than enough business to go around. Um, the old saying still holds that you get what you pay for. And here's what we know if we look at the stats, 80% of the buying population are willing to pay the set fee, whatever that happens to be based on what you've decided you're going to charge, as long as they perceive the value. And I'll give you a little understanding on this. You know, I, uh, it's, I, I, I go to Costco, I, I, I buy products at Costco and uh, not too long ago, uh, my, my son and daughter think a healthy snack is uh, Nutella with apples. And I know Nutella is not healthy, but it is a snack nonetheless. You know, they call it a, what, a, a chocolate hazelnut spread. It's mostly not stuff that's not good. For you. But nonetheless, I, di I digress. Um, they have at Costco the big, the big thing of Nutella, right? And so there I am. I'm at Costco. And lo and behold, next to the Nutella shows up is the Kirkland hazelnut spread, right? So when we think about um, value, there's a couple different things to think about. There's what's called the value wedge, and then there's the value parity. So what's value parity? Value parity means that there's these two products or two services that are side by side, yet I can't distinguish any difference between the two, meaning that they both are the same in my mind. So if they're both the same in my mind, then I'm gonna to gravitate towards the one that's cheaper. So using this little uh, scenario or metaphor, thinking about Nutella, so I, I see that the hazelnut Kirkland spread uh, hazelnut Kirkland spread shows up. And so I look at them and so I turn the labels around and now I'm reading ingredients because what I'm looking for is a value wedge. If I, if I find out that the Nutella is better for my uh, nutritional wise for my kids, and even though it's more expensive, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy it because it now has a value that I'm seeking that the other one doesn't. And so, by the way, when I did turn them around, just so you know, uh, the Nutella did have lower amounts of sugar in it than the Kirkland spread did. And so I kept buying the Nutella, even though it was, you know, what, a buck, a buck more, correct? You follow me? So I'm one of those 80% that says, hey, if I, can, if I can identify the value wedge, if I can identify the value wedge, then I'm willing to pay more. So when we sit down, and if I'm going to have a meeting with my agents, or I'm going to sit down individually with my business as a real estate agent, here's some things you might want to think about, right? Number one, what is your process? Is your process consistent? So for example, have you gone through the Ninja installation? Are you applying those processes? Because those processes demonstrate value, right? Because what it does is it gets clients clear and confident. When we're clear and confident, that's value add. That's a value add. Uh, what is your value wedge? Um, so ask yourself, if you think about all the tools that Winimber provides to you, how many of you could sit down, pull out a piece of paper and list out all the things that are available to you through the Winimber brand?
that we make available to you to provide value to your client. And here's the next question. Are you utilizing them to their highest capacity, to their best use? Do you understand it? Can you articulate them? Can you make a list and do that um, and go through that piece? Number three is how confident are you in your own ability? How much practicing do you do? How well are you at understanding dialogues and strategies to help you to better uh, negotiate and navigate this whole process of buying and selling a home? I want you to think about those things as you go through this, because the biggest piece that I find is that if we want to start negotiating what we charge, and here's the unfortunate part, we can all negotiate right down to zero. And so, for example, if somebody said to me, well, hey, Michael, uh, we know there's another company that's willing to, to, uh, to do it for less. Will you do it for less? So I might say, well, tell me more about that. What's your goal? What are you trying to achieve? Well, you know, things are selling quickly in the market right now, and we think that's worth a discount. All right. Um, let me ask you this. Do you believe that there is a set price for real estate, or do you believe there is a range of value based on the negotiating and marketing uh, skills of your real estate agent? Well, I guess we didn't think about that. But would it be helpful if I walked you through my listing packet and on page five are my five points of value and shows you the five ways that we help you net the most in this marketplace and have a successful transaction to allow you to achieve your goals? Oh, yeah, we'd love to see that. And by the way, uh, on page eight is my tiered pricing structure based on the things that you would want us to do for you so that you can net the most money and you have some options there in which you can choose and do what you want to do. Would that be something that you'd find useful? Oh, absolutely. It would be great. So let's go through that. And, you know, after we answer your questions and we go through all of this together, you know, one of the things are going to happen. Number one, you may decide to hire me after we've answered your questions and talked about this. Number two, you may decide not to hire me, which is perfectly okay. And number three, if I feel that I can help you meet your objectives, your objectives and hit your goals, it wouldn't be right for me to take your listing knowing that that can't happen. And to really be honest with you, I'm not here to get your listing. I'm here to build a relationship so that you can have success in achieving your goals. Shall we proceed and see where we are? That's a level of confidence. That's a level of understanding. That's a level of you being a professional instead of saying, hey, how can we com combat the discounters by, by discounting? <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to share with you some stats here real quick. And this comes from the NAR 2021 buyer-seller profile. And this is negotiating the commission rate or fee with the real estate agent. And it's a pie chart. And I just want to share these numbers with you because these, this, in my opinion, is the big telltale sign. So did you know that only 15%, right? 15% of sellers did not know commissions and fees could be negotiated. They didn't even, they didn't even know that. So 15%. Uh, how about this? But how many of the sellers that did know commission and fees could be negotiated, but did not bring the topic up? 13%, right? So that's 28%. 28% of sellers right now either don't know that it's negotiable, which, so they're not gonna talk about it, or do know, but they don't bring it up. That's 28%, right? Now, guess what percentage of, of sellers actually brought up the topic with their real estate agent about negotiating the commission? Folks, 5%, 5% brought it up, right? But here's the thing, that 5% that brought it up, 
they brought it up and the real estate agent was unwilling, right? Unwilling to negotiate because they had what? They had a value wedge. They had a value wedge. Now here's where, here's where we, are, we are beating up ourselves. So let me give you these stats. The client brought up the topic and the real estate agent was able to and willing to negotiate their commission, 20%, 20%. And here's the one that just kills me. The real estate agent initiated the discussion of compensation, 47%. So folks, you take that 20% and that 47%, that is 67% percent of the time we are the ones that are creating this scenario it is not the discount brokers it is not the sellers it's it's the full service providers that are doing this and so the point of my podcast today the point of this conversation and this is things that we talk about in uh in our coaching uh sessions that we do with our clients is number one how confident are you in your ability to be a full service, highly professional real estate agent helping people successfully navigate the biggest purchase or selling decision they're typically going to make in their life? Number one. Number two, how well are your processes dialed in? Number three, how good are you at dialogues around commission objections? Number four, what's your value wedge? And think about when I meet with you for the first time all the way through the transaction, is it high levels? Is it that high quality service provider? Is it professional looking materials? Is it giving me clear, confident understanding of the service you're gonna provide so that I can be that 80% that's gonna make a decision not based on price, but based on value. Those are the things that we want to think about. Those are the things we want to talk about. So my homework for all of you from this short little podcast that I did today is simply this. I would love for you to sit down, maybe over the weekend, get out a piece of paper, and I want you to think about where do you have value parity and where do you have a value wedge? And if you were to map out from this talk today, where do you need to enhance your services so that you're bringing a level of value and a level of professionalism to the client so that you don't ever have to worry about that commission objection. And, and the reason I say this is because we coach agents today that do this phenomenally well, that don't have this challenge, and then also understand we are our own problem. Right? We are our own problem. So think about those things. Um, do a deep dive. And uh, if you like more information about this, reach out to us at winningyourcoaching.com. We'd be happy to help you to better understand how to put structure in place, how to build solid procedures, how to have better dialogues around commission objections, how to do this business at a higher level of professionalism and have phenomenal work-life balance. So I want to thank all of you for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please give us a rating. Please feel free to pass this on. Um, and uh, we always end these uh, like we always do by saying, hey, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.
We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.